This week, we're looking at building balance into our lives, and I explain why we look at the whole idea of balance in the wrong way. Hello and welcome to episode 253 of the Working With Podcast, a podcast to answer all your questions about productivity, time management, self-development and goal planning. My name is Carl Pauline and I am your host for this show. Now, we frequently hear about balancing our lives. Terms like work-life balance are banded around as if it's something we can achieve. The trouble is, building balanced days and weeks is an elusive goal. There's simply too much we want to build into our days. Seven to eight hours sleep, quality time with our family, exercise, eight to nine hours of work, and time for eating, resting, TV, and hobbies. And all that adds up, and it's more than 24 hours. This week's question is about how we can build a more balanced life, and there is a way. But first, we need to dispose of the traditional thinking about what a balanced life is and embrace a different approach. So, without further ado, let me hand you over to the mystery podcast voice for this week's question. This week's question comes from Annie. Annie asks, Hi, Carl. I work a full-time job, have two young kids, a husband, and a lot of hobbies I want to pursue. The trouble I have is I cannot fit everything I want to do into my schedule. I've tried your perfect week idea, but I find I've run out of time. Are there any other ways I can try to have a more balanced, less stressful life? Hi, Annie. Thank you for your question. I was very much in the same boat as you a few years ago. I was trying to build a business, work a full-time job, exercise every day, and spend quality time with my family. And it was impossible. Whenever there was a public holiday, I wanted to work on my own business, but there were family responsibilities that could not be ignored, and my regular work days were lengthening. I found myself working well past midnight and having to wake up at 6am to get to my first classes. It was around then I realised that there will always be periods of time when we need to get our heads down and do our work. But these intense periods of work do not last. Take starting a business as an example. If you decide to start your own business, the first thing to get thrown out of the window is the idea of working 9 to 5. That's a corporate office life concept that does not work when you start your own business. Starting your own business requires a 24-7 commitment. If you're not working on your business, your brain will be solving problems and coming up with fresh ideas. It's constant and it doesn't stop. However, that's when you're in the startup phase. Once you have your business up and running, 
things slow down somewhat. You develop processes for doing your work and you soon start to get your time back. When I first began my YouTube channel, it took me pretty much all day on a Friday to record and edit my videos. Today, I can do the recording and editing in less than three hours. I developed processes. I learned how to use Adobe's Premiere Pro video editing software and I have a system in place to ensure everything is uploaded quickly and efficiently. What we need to do is to look at time and balance over a longer period. You're not going to balance individual days every day. You may be able to balance occasional days, but to do that, you would have to almost micromanage your day. And there are so many things that could torpedo your plans. Trying to do this too often would just result in stress and anxiety. For example, Annie, if you're trying to juggle your work, your family, hobbies and other things in your life, you could look at your whole week, accepting on, say, Tuesday and Thursday you will be focused on work, but you could also make Wednesday and Friday family nights and Mondays could be used for your hobbies. For this to work, you would need to be doing a weekly planning session. It would be during this planning session where you block activities on your calendar, for the following week. Having a plan like this then allows you to plan at a deeper level at what you will do. For instance, one of your children may have a swimming lesson on Wednesday evenings. You could block out Wednesday evenings to go to the swimming pool and perhaps add going out for dinner with your kids afterwards. That's spending quality time with your kids. If you know you will have time on a Thursday for catching up on work, you would be much more relaxed and present with your kids on a Wednesday. One of the things I've noticed over the years is that there will be periods of time when we need to be completely focused on a project. A project that requires a lot of time and attention over a month or more. In these situations, if you're worried about trying to balance your time, you're introducing a lot of unnecessary stress into your life. Important projects that need a lot of focus need time. You cannot rush these things. Introducing stress into the mix is going to harm that focus and will be very unhealthy for you. However, if we look at a period of, say, three months and see how balanced those three months were you're likely to find that you have been pretty balanced. When I analyse my last three months, I've worked on two big projects, spent a few days with my family, exercised almost every day, and managed a few easy days of rest and relaxation. Those big projects consumed me for around 10 days each. They involved a few 16-hour days and a lot of focus and thinking. But a three-month period has 90 days, so 20 days out of 90 is pretty balanced. In those 90 days, there have been 12 days off. I tried to take one day off a week. For you, Annie, you may take two days off a week, so that's 24 days. Most people's problems with balance is they are looking at things in a too short a time frame. If you extend the time frame over three or more months, 
you have a far greater chance of balancing your life. If you look at author John Grisham's work and life balance, he spends around three to six months of the year in intense writing mode. Each day for those three to six months, he's completely consumed with the book he's writing. Once finished and the manuscript is sent to his publishers, he disappears on holiday. For the next few weeks, it's all about rest and relaxation. The great thing about seeking balance over a longer period of time is you feel a lot less stressed and anxious. You know you can allow certain parts of your life to consume you for periods of time, whether that is work or family related. It also means you can be much more present in the moment without worrying about what you are not doing. Another concept I've looked at in the past is the eight-week work cycle. This is where for six weeks you've focused all your efforts and attention on working on a specific project. And once that has been concluded, you rest for two weeks. During those two weeks, you attend to all the things you haven't put much attention on. Around two years ago, I adopted a quarterly week off. This is where I take the last week of each quarter off. Now, I got this idea from Tim Ferriss. He actually takes two weeks off and travels to a different country or city for the duration of the break. He's a little stricter than I am in that he comes off the grid entirely. No phone, no internet, just him, his thoughts and a notebook. What I've noticed is people who have adopted a longer time frame to create balance in their lives get a lot more done and are a lot happier and less stressed. They know there will be time for spending with their family and friends. And when they are with their family and friends, they really are with them. Not being physically present, but mentally being elsewhere, thinking about work or a project that is not getting done. In a recent weekly newsletter, I wrote about the time pendulum. In this, the needle swings to the left occasionally when you have a lot of work-related stuff on your plate. It's all-consuming and needs your attention beyond your regular working hours. However, the pendulum will always swim, swing back towards the right where you get time to rest and recuperate. Fighting to keep the pendulum in the middle is a stress you do not need. Acceptance of the intense period of work, knowing that the pendulum will swing back to the right, is a welcome way to maintain a reasonably balanced life. There's always going to be periods when your time and attention will be dominated by a single project or event. That's life. There's no point in fighting it. You cannot win that battle. However, acceptance, though, relieves you of that stress and you no longer feel like you are in a fight. Instead, you can put all your focus and attention on the task in hand, knowing you will soon have time to rest, recuperate and focus your attention on other areas of your life you may feel out of balance. Hence the reason why it's so important to know what your areas of focus are. If you haven't taken the time to build out your areas of focus, that would be the first thing I would recommend you do. Now, I put a link in the show notes for you to download the Areas of Focus workbook. 
I would recommend you give yourself a few days to go through that and build out those eight areas that are important to us all. Thank you, Annie, for your question and thank you to you too for listening. It just remains for me now to wish you all a very, very productive week. <laughs>